This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features that await you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it is Ian. Nemi. And Mark. And uh, so you can join us on the phones here at 855-450-FREE. And bring up anything you want. Coming up, the feds have yet again cracked down in California on medical marijuana uh, distribution points. We will explain to you what's uh, the latest uh, with that and more in that department as well. But first, your phone calls. Uh, We've got TSA George on the line calling from D.C. on the amp lines. Hello, TSA George. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, George. Yeah, I was call- you guys were talking about um, passport requirements and stuff. You were, you were trying to get an Uruguay passport in? Uh, no, I haven't tried to to do anything. Uh, my passport that I got in 2002 is expiring this year, and I felt uh, uncomfortable with the idea of renewing it because I don't want to do any sort of voluntary business uh, with the federal government. Mark's argument is that it's not voluntary. If I want to leave, that I'd have to have a passport from them in order to do so. Um, I don't know. It just it really bothers me interacting with them in any at any level, which feels like consent. And to me, filling out one of their forms uh, without a gun to my head uh, does feel like consent. So it bugs. It bugs I hear me. you on that. I was just saying, um, you know, Mark was wrong. You don't have to travel to the other country to get the other passport. You oh, could lovely. just go to a consulate. They have consulates and embassies throughout the U.S. Oh, excellent. You know, Excellent. You know, like every every major city would probably have like you know a foreign government consulate. So, like the it. next time so I'm in New York City, for instance, I could go and do that there. Oh yeah, it definitely. You, you should definitely find find it there. I mean, New York City should have a consulate from just about every country in the world. Right. That's so, right. You'll just drop by New York City's consulate for uh, uh, you know BF Noaria and uh, you know pick up a passport. You'll drop off five hundred bucks and pick up a passport. It'll be easy as pie. It's probably not going to be easy, but it sounds like I'd rather deal with a foreign criminal gang than the local criminal gang. Whatever. I hear you on that. George, do you have any uh, recommendations on which country's passports are the easiest to get? Uh, I don't know. You might want to try uh, Belarus or maybe one of those uh, Central African (laughs) countries. Right on. All right. Well, thanks for that tip. I appreciate the information. What else was on your mind tonight? Uh, nothing much. I just got to get back to work. I'm on, calling on your break. On oh, I was, break, I was so. hoping to hear the inside scoop on the uh, the pimp daddy. Oh, oh, yeah, um, yeah. It really sucks that he got arrested. Honestly, this was your boss, by like... the way. That, that it made national headlines. Uh, the uh, TSA manager who was arrested for pimping. You work for worked for this guy because he's been fired. Yep, and yeah, poor Huggy Bear has been fired. Uh, basically, yeah, he was. He was offering a service that was mutually, you know, consenting, you know, consensual. Sure. So they should not, you know, on a more philosophical um, basis, he should not have been arrested. But on the other grounds, um, a lot of my coworkers will not miss him because he was pretty uh, hard on some of the coworkers in, in disciplinary actions. You know, like he had he had one of my friends fired for uh, playfully slapping uh, another coworker right there. He thought it was assault and stuff, but he stuck to his. Gu- she said it wasn't, and the other guy said it wasn't either. But he stuck to his guns because it's like he already made the accusation and he had her fired. Mm-hmm. So on, on, on that one sense, I'm like, I'm not too, you know, I don't feel too bad about him getting fired in return because that's just karma. But you know, just nothing 
this way, the way. George, you know, get back fired. to work, man. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. TSA George's boss uh, at the TSA there in D.C. airport arrested for pimping. Uh, he was bringing people into a hotel room. They were paying $100 for entry into that hotel room where presumably some sort of sex acts were going on, although the, the details there were There were naked not, people in there. Yeah, yeah. the details were not, uh, were not given. It appeared to be some kind of naked party with lots of people in that hotel room. That's There's no sex going on in there at all. That's what I heard. <laughs> None. <laughs> None, huh? None. <clears throat> NBC. No sex in the champagne room. That's right. You know, Ian, um, the United States uh, Department of Homeland Security has put a, and State Department have put a lot of pressures on a lot of nations around the world. Uh-huh. And immigration laws, passports, these things have gotten more difficult. Now, getting a passport from some places is relatively easy in some ways, but you have to get visas on the other side if you've got yourself a passport that isn't that valuable. I see. So if you've got a passport from... I don't know, uh, Miramar or uh, Burma, mm-hmm. whichever, you know, North Korea, right? It's going to be difficult to get into uh, pretty much any other country because, well, the only people who get passports in North from North Korea are spies, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, there's uh, more va- more valuable and less valuable passports out there. You got to keep that in mind. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Mark. Uh, you know, I haven't – obviously, I have not done any research into this. I just – just don't feel comfortable dealing with the United States of America. And I'd be willing to bet you're going to have a difficult time getting a passport of any value without traveling to that country. A friend of mine just got a passport from... Uh, well, wait. How is one passport different from another from the same country? I mean, TSA George just told you that you can go to their consulate and get it through that. You don't have to go to the country. I know somebody who's researched this. I don't know what level of research TSA George has done. I mean, sure, he's seen some passports in his time, but that doesn't make him an expert on how to acquire them. And these rules have changed greatly over the last decade. So if one had information that was 10 years old, it might feel fresh in one's mind, but it may not be good. So in my lifetime, I've been able to travel to Canada without a passport. My understanding is there is now, in a post-9-11 world, you're able to get a land-only passport which is much like a passport laminated card okay right called. like a laminated business card or you can get the the standard traditional book now right. i've never had a passport so i i'm much in the same situation as you are in in that i don't really want to deal with the state that much right uh so or or the federal government and but on the on the flip side from a tsa standpoint i've also gotten security clearances at two new england airports to go go through security and not be um like a pilot or whatever but is this this new hundred dollar program where you pay basically pay the tsa off no but that that um that i have heard of that but this is not the same thing this was a work-related issue for me and and to get a passport it seems to me that you don't need to go through a background check or anything but to get a security clearance just to go not on a plane or anywhere near a plane or maintenance or security or um, luggage handling or anything. I was I was working as a as a uh, not an escort, but someone who is um, accompanying minors to the gate and making sure they got on the plane. Like a temporary guardian or something. Right. Like that. Exactly. So uh, the background check that I needed to go through for that was absolutely ridiculous. But mm. to go through and try to get a passport is is not the same. But no, uh, they just want paperwork. They want paperwork. Passport. But also, if you have a DWI. You can't get into Canada because no Canada, felonies, no, 
Or yeah, but it doesn't even have to or be a felony. Or misdemeanors, right? Right. Some some misdemeanors. Really? Wow. Well, some misdemeanors you can get in because with. Because DUI, in at least in New Hampshire, is a is a misdemeanor offense. Mm-hmm. That's correct. But they will not let you in. Now, in, in Canada, do they actually pull up your uh, record, or are they just asking you? Depends on the situation. So the, they may ask you, you know, have you ever been in trouble? And then you get to answer that question um, mm-hmm. in whatever way you answer that question. That's how they got me. They so, said, like, I could have, be screwed then. I've, I've been convicted of a misdemeanor. It, I don't know the misdemeanors. Right. So there's like a list. Canada has a list yeah. of things they think is okay yeah. and then not so much. I think the answer to the question is no. No what? I've never been in trouble. Well, right. Have you I haven't been either. Of a felony? No. Look at me polishing my halo. I've nope. never I've never done anything wrong. The answer is no. Whatever the oh, are you talking about that? My mistake. I thought that fell into a different category. You know. Right. Yeah. That's how you answer that question. Have you ever been in trouble? No. Says here, Mr. Edge, that you were convicted of murder in 1989. Oh, that. Well, that's been a long time. I was right. a minor. You know, whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever. Doesn't just, matter. The answer to the question is no. I'm not the yeah. same person you have drug- I was then. Do you have drugs in your pockets? No. No. You know, no. Right. No. 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 Are you carrying mm-hmm. guns concealed? <laughs> no. no. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You know, of course, as I said, that if, if you're in a – if you need to get out of somewhere, then you probably don't even want to show your passport. You probably just want to sneak out is what I would think. Like if if they're after you in the United States and uh, you want to leave, then if you show your passport, then they're going to know who you are, right? So, so. it would seem – Probably should just leave instead. I don't know what they would be after you for, but eight five five four fifty free. Well, there's all kinds of new laws and rules, Mark, coming out every single day that criminalize all manner of things. So they could be after you for anything. It's free talk live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with twenty acres, a lakeside cabin? Any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers, too. Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, one 855 Four five zero three seven three three. Here with you tonight, it's Ian, Nemi, and Mark. We invite you on over to our website, freetalklive.com, where you can go to experience that. Uh, lots of different features are available to you, and the main feature allows you to control the content of the site, submit different things to the website, vote on the items, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site. So uh, our listeners, you, get to decide what is uh, important on our website. Uh, go and see for yourself what I mean by going to freetalklive.com and you can sign up for a free account and then start casting your vote. Uh, right now, there's uh, the top headline is the prices that AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint charge for cell wiretaps, uh, followed by the 12 worst colleges for free speech in 2012. Uh, so it, it changes every single day because you decide what's important over at freetalklive.com. It faint changes during the day too, and you know yeah, it does. all the time. The, it's, yeah. it's dynamic. If you're looking for a, a, a backup generating system for your house, it's it's a good idea to have some kind of generator to uh, at least run the necessities when some kind of disaster strikes. It's an even better idea to have that generating system be paying for itself all the time. Most generators, you know, 
sit out in the garage or the shed until they're needed and you dust them off, hope that the gas hasn't clogged everything up and, uh, you know, get it going. The SG-1 by Sound Wisdom is a generating system that's always on and it takes off the grid, say, your freezer and your well pump and, you know, whatever things you decide are what you want to take off and, um, you know, the, the, the things you need in an emergency. They have people standing by. All the time to answer phones is all you have to go to is freetalklivesolar.com. The telephone number is right there for you. And you can find out more about the SG-1 and get one for yourself. It's freetalklivesolar.com. Coming up, we've got some emails to share. But since we've been talking about travel-related stuff here at the uh, front of the show with TSA George calling in to kick things off, uh, Nemi, you have a related story, speaking of the TSA. I sure do. You know, these TSA stories, uh, there was one not so long ago about a drug dealer in, in one of the New England airports that was uh, using his position as a TSA person to run drugs. Sweet. Uh, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, so today... Although I guess he got caught, so maybe yeah, it wasn't smart. Uh, maybe it wasn't so smart. Uh, he wasn't so good at it, right. anyway. Uh, TSA screener at JFK in New York... Um, hurled hot coffee at an American Airlines pilot who told her to stop swearing. Mm. The pilot told the TSA agent to stop swearing. That's right. Gotcha. An airport security worker was arrested after throwing a hot cup of coffee over a pilot who told her to stop swearing. TSA agent Leticia L, spelled E-L, 30, was in the middle of a conversation with a work colleague at JFK when she was interrupted by the American Airlines pilot. Off-duty airman Stephen Trivett, 54, was exiting a terminal when he overheard Elle swearing and asked her to tone down the profanity. I wonder if he's off-duty when he's leaving the... I mean, he's, he hasn't even left the airport yet. He's parked his plane. Is he off-duty at that moment? I he think, must have clocked out. I think it's, so, it's, it's much like a security clearance. You always have it. So whether or not you're on the clock... "Quote unquote." Sure, you're you're still a person who has the clearance, who has the authority, and you know what? If somebody is cussing, oh yeah, That's uh, you know, I, I've said on the show before that I cuss like a trucker, but you know what? When I'm on somebody else's clock, and someone's paying me, and I'm in a public capacity, I'm not dropping the f bomb or the s bomb or any other bomb. Yeah, yeah, you know, there, there are standards that need to be upheld. So There's a time I, and a place. I, I, right, exactly. Well said. So, Trivet, the the pilot of Butler, Tennessee, told them they should conduct themselves more professionally in uniform and not use profanity or the n bomb, mm. according to the New York Post. One of the TSA screeners told Trivet to mind his own business and swore at him. Trivet then <laughs> <laughs> then identified himself as a quote unquote TSA officer and armed pilot before trying to grab the ID tags of Screener L to get her name. Yeah. But- and, and now this, by the way, um, you know, think whatever you think about this story, whatever racial undertones there are, think whatever you want. But consider for a second that a little bit of humility often dissolves a situation yeah that no matter what i mean if you you know sometimes it's best just to say yep you're right my mistake you got me yeah you got me thanks thank you people are human thanks for stepping in you know if you're if you're working in an open concept kitchen and in a restaurant and you burn yourself and you you drop a swear i mean there's scientific proof that swearing actually leaves more stress than saying dag it or whatever yeah that's true i'll probably pull it up 
at the, later on in the show. But but I can understand from an owner's stand, a, a person who is cutting a paycheck's point of view, professionalism. You don't want somebody in your kitchen dropping the f bomb. You don't want somebody working. I don't ne- know. It's a kitchen who necessarily. Cares? They're well, not in front of customers, so what's the big deal? No, no. That's that's what the well, open, right. that's open, what the open concept. Con- like in it's front like a of customers. Kitchen, right oh, I'm sorry. Right. Open concept. Right. I had no idea what sorry. that meant. Sorry. So. I, you know, if you're in front of customers, there there's a time and a place, as Mark said. There's there's a standard of conduct, and I, as someone who typically cusses like a trucker, I understand there's a time and place when I'm in uniform or when I'm on the on the clock working for someone. That is mm-hmm. not the time or the place. Gotcha. So here, the story continues. Uh, Port Authority police sources told the newspaper that the TSA agent responded by hurling a full cup of coffee over the pilot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not the same as the humility thing I was talking about. Right? right? No, not at all. It's the other direction. Um, the pilot was not seriously <laughs> injured. The TSA agent of Brooklyn's East New York was charged with harassment and misdemeanor assault for the incident at 5 a.m. on March 28th. Oh well, it's, it's before. If it's before 6 a.m., I don't think anything should be held against her. For me, it's before 10. But <laughs> you know, if you're uncaffeinated, all all, all calls are off. Really. Yeah, she, then again, she did abuse the coffee by throwing it at the guy. That is true. She could have hurt that guy. She probably did hurt that guy. Well, that just makes me think of the million dollars hot a hot coffee McDonald's lawsuit. I mean, mm-hmm. how much damage was done? Does does it really warrant a charge of misdemeanor uh, harassment and misdemeanor assault? Yeah, because you know what? If you're dropping the N bomb, and someone's asked you politely, presumably to to watch your language. You know, if you're in a uniform, you're on somebody's time clock and you're serving the public as the TSA is supposed to do, then why why on earth, what would possess you to throw a cup of coffee on the guy? But further to that, like we were talking about earlier, why is it that to get past security, I need to go through a stringent background check to get a passport? I need to have none. But to be a TSA agent, you you apparently don't need to go through much of anything. You just need to be a high school graduate Go to a few few weeks of training, and gosh, you can go hang out with your friends and cuss like a trucker on sure. on the clock. And well, like like most law enforcers and TSA, I'm sure most law enforcers would be insulted to suggest uh, by the suggestion that TSA agents are law enforcers. But uh, you know, they're lo- the lower tier, if you will, of uh, law enforcement. Like most law enforcement, they have a badge. And they feel even though it's sewn to the best. They no, that's they upgraded not to the real the real badge recently, didn't they? Yeah, I think some of them have. I'm not sure if it's TSA wide, but I've I've seen it. I love the sewn on badge. That's good stuff. Uh, I think that uh, you know people with badges uh, tend to believe they're untouchable, and in most cases, you get a lot of it's evidence. True. It's true. You shouldn't throw coffee at people though. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI. Don't they teach you that in nursery school? You can't kick people. <laughs> No kicking. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. 855-450-3733. Still to come here, uh, your emails. i got a couple of those to share. And your phone calls if you make them about whatever's on your mind. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves at 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and lots of features await you there. We've got listening options, which include broadband, midband, and narrowband streams, different size bit rates for different internet connections. Uh, you can go to listen.freetalklive.com and find them there. Plus, you get a list of over 100 great radio stations across the country, AM and FM band, that will uh, carry the show throughout the week at various different times. Our satellite listening choices include XM Satellite Radio and our free-to-air KU band channel, the webcam, and the listen lines. Uh, listen lines allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. So lots of different ways to get Free Talk Live into your ears over at listen.freetalklive.com. Music, entertainment, uh, fictional books, these are great ways to get the ideas of liberty disseminated out to the uh, the greater public, the, um, the, the, the unwashed masses that may have not have heard these ideas and aren't excited about them uh, the way you, know, you and I are necessarily. And there's a great band out there now called Raja Mojo that's putting out liberty-oriented music, and you can go listen to it at YouTube.com. That's Raja Mojo, R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. And more importantly, you can buy the MP3s at CDBaby.com. It's fast and easy. I did it myself. You can download all four songs. You pay only $3.16 at CDBaby.com. And in the process, you're supporting independent liberty-oriented music and getting that uh, music into more people's ears. You want proof? Here you go. Uh, they're rising up the charts at cdbaby.com. They're number one in independent, excuse me, intelligent dance music. Number one and two at retro rock, three, four, five, and six politi- in the political section. Number two in 70s rock, three in folk rock, and it, uh, actually there's several more. It's Raja Mojo, and you can help moving them up the charts. They're moved up by people who buy the songs. Raja Mojo at cdbaby.com. All right, our number here again, 855-450-FREE. Uh, got some emails in over the last few days that I thought were worth worth sharing. And uh, so one of them comes from Zeus. We don't do a lot of uh, emails, as a matter of fact, right? I don't get a lot of uh, emails, and that's... It's because you dodge them with the... Uh, that's the, true. I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do get a lot of emails. I spend way too much time in my inbox, but it's mostly for business and uh, and other things. And honestly, the uh, the show email address doesn't get the, the attention it deserves. We do have a, a show email address and it's it's only ever so often that uh, that I get in there, and I'm sorry about that. Yeah, so somebody if you, sending. If something. you want if you want attention, we've got phone lines. They're open three hours a night, seven nights a week. Use those eight five five four fifty free. It's the best way to get what you want to hear on the air is to call in and make it happen. But now and then something will come through, and this one came in from Zeus. He is the guy that does the uh, the voice work for LRN. I love his voice work. He's uh, the very deep, gravelly, uh, bassy radio voice guy. He's done a have. lot of work for Free Talk Live over the years, and yeah. as a matter of fact, uh, does work for you know the sales end of it. He's great, and uh, and you know he's a pretty smart guy too. So he has this to say about the burning monk story we had talked about probably uh, last week at this point, and I don't remember which day it was, but we were discussing this uh, guy in India who was a Tibetan refugee set himself on fire uh, to protest the Chinese president who had come to town to... Who? 
guy. That's his name. Who? H U. Uh, the Chinese president had come to town. Cute. Yeah, I'm, I'm good at that. Uh, to meet up with some other politicians from around the world, yep. and the Chinese people are, uh, you know, ostensibly oppressing the Tibetans, and so often the Tibetans seem to think that. I've got a question though. Can if somebody goes and looks for the archive of this show, say it's eight days ago at archives.freetalklive.com, because the first, the last seven days are right on the front page near right. the top of freetalklive.com, but mm. after that you've got to go to archives.freetalklive.com yeah will they be able to get show descriptions there yep okay that's right so actually archives.freetalklive.com just failed for me so sometimes we have a funny little bug where if you put in uh the word that you're looking for it uh, will just send you right to the front page but then if you try it a second time it will work I don't know why that is. It's one of those... Is it the search bar right at the top or... One of those weird things. Just No, I'm talking about when you type in like archives.freetalklive.com. Oh, yeah. It just doesn't work the first time, but it did the second time. But yeah, each of those episodes is there. You click the little down arrow and you'll get to see the show description. Gotcha. So this uh, guy set himself on fire in protest of the Chinese president uh, coming to town. And uh, of course, the uh, some of his... Uh, Friends or relatives had done the same thing out in Tibet. There have been something like 30 of them that have done it over the last decade or so. And this is a pretty serious form of protest. And on the air, I was kind of wondering aloud, you know, what what would it take to push somebody to the brink of making a decision like this? I mean, this has to be – you've got to be really serious about the, what it you're is committed you're committed to set your, to, a, to, a, to a particular topic if you're setting yourself on fire over it, right? Right. And uh, Zeus writes to kind of put, put this in perspective. He says, what you have to understand is that the Tibetan monks are Buddhist, a religious rather than philosophical mix of the Mahayana and Vajrayana flavors. One of the main doctrines of Buddhism, philosophical and religious, is the concept of impermanence, that nothing lasts forever. Another primary concept is the idea of attachment. As Yoda, who is apparently Buddhist because much of the Jedi lore is based on it, correctly stated in Phantom Menace, he said, Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. And Zeus says, so does all attachment. Love, hate, fear, envy, greed, lust, pride, etc. Too much attachment to one thing or another inevitably leads to needless suffering, for which the Buddha created the Eightfold Noble Path to prevent. So now this this should be on those romantic cards when you're trying to woo a woman. I'm not going to get too attached to you right. because it will only lead to, to suffering. suffering. It's true. Uh, so if a monk understands that everything in the universe is merely an illusion of permanence, that entropy and time will erase all things, then he or she strives to not become too attached, to eliminate or reduce their vices and moderate their virtues, charity, patience, temperance, chastity, Moderate love, the virtues. I love that. That's funny to me. The attachment to one's life is a strong one, and from a Buddhist perspective, an irrational one, because you know without a doubt that you are eventually going to die someday in the future. It's probably true, although science may change that. Uh, At this point, uh, you know, we're dealing with a world where people eventually die, right? I mean, yeah, it's yes. possible that it's possible that I, as a forty-one-year-old male, may very well see the moment in time when technology makes it so you know my consciousness can survive as long as I want it to. Whether it's uh, robot bodies or uploading it to the internet, or or it know. may continue without you knowing it. 
it, it's possible they, they could just be conscious of it in this lifetime. Anyway, Indeed. they could uh, they could take my consciousness, load it into a guided missile, and then I would be you know like the, a smart missile for the United States uh, monolith. <laughs> Some would argue. Uh, so if everything he says will eventually return to nothingness anyway, including us, then it's little effort for those most devoted to the precepts of Buddhism, particularly the religious flavor, to give their lives to make a statement that may help prevent the suffering of others. Since fire is the purifying flame of the cosmos, it makes perfect sense to use that as the method. Now, this will now, strike. I, I, I'm kind of curious here, though, if attachment to whatever um, you know leads to suffering. Why is suffering so important? I mean, why? Oh, they're obsessed with uh, suffering in Buddhism. If I'm if I'm recalling correctly from what I was reading about it in jail, okay. uh, they're very interested in in the uh, the concept of suffering. But they everything it else can't be eliminated. What's that? They believe it can't be eliminated. Well, the, right. That they believe that life is suffering. Essentially, it's interesting. I mean, I, it, please, if you're a Buddhist and I'm misstating this, please call and correct me. Well, isn't it? There's suffering is is a certain part certainly part of the human condition. I don't live in a state of suffering though. I think that's I a choice. To, I tend to disagree with the Buddhists on this particular viewpoint on life, uh, but uh, that's I mean, you're asking the question, Emmy, isn't it? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm posing it for conversation. Um, I personally do not exist in a condition of suffering myself, unless there is something that is being put upon me that is beyond my control. Which, granted, if we're speaking philosophically, is is true of everything all the time but i really try to you know even on my worst day it's like you know what i'm on the right side of the grass yeah today is it's a real downer position i've heard it before and i don't know that i don't know that much about buddhism either what i've heard i've always kind of liked it's uh you know sort of dreamy and philosophical i like a lot of buddhism i really do like a lot of i like the jedi stuff the best (laughs) I'll tell you what, I'll see uh, a little, pull up a little bit more about suffering here in a moment. We'll talk about it. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And of course, I imagine that when Buddhism was created, there was probably more suffering in the world uh, at that time. Uh, More on the way here. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. And by the way, it wasn't originally intended to be a religion, if I'm recalling correctly. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support the show, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. Get yourself a free bumper sticker there. And or you can download uh, web banner graphics for your website, high-res graphics you can use to make whatever you want. Uh, also, other things like flyers you can print out, etc. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to access that stuff. That's promote. 
www.freetalklive.com. We're sharing an email here from Zeus. He's commenting on uh, the Buddhist perspective and how it ties into people that will set themselves on fire in protest of various different things. Specifically, what's happening is uh, Tibetans setting themselves ablaze to protest Chinese uh, rule over uh, Tibet, uh, the, the imposition of Chinese rule over Tibet, which has been a long-running controversy out uh, out that way. And uh, so just recently it happened in India where some Tibetan refugees uh, live or exiles or whatever they're called. And that was what we were commenting on the other day, I think it was uh, last week, where I was looking at this as, wow, you know, this is a real, this is the pinnacle of just a protest. I mean, yeah, it's one thing to wave a sign and and uh, sing songs and write letters and do those things. It's a whole other thing to literally take your life in protest of something that's going on. And what Zeus is pointing it out is that... It also shows the uh, the commitment, this commitment to the, you know, I, I think we commented, this is a huge commitment to the issue. And what it also shows on the other side is the huge commitment that governments have to rule over people that don't want them. I mean, think about, uh, you know, in this instance, the, the you know, the, the folks in Tibet, they don't want the Chinese. Generally, I would say, it, there's a huge outcry of Tibetans against the Chinese ruling over people them. have set themselves on fire over the last decade or so. A lot of people are very committed, and many people are, you know, certainly committed to the Chinese leaving them alone. But, I mean, think about the United States at the same time. There's all kinds of, of you know, separatist movements going on, whether it's, uh, you know, people, the, you know, in, in Alaska, um, whether, you know, native people, natives people in Alaska and Hawaii and uh, the Lakota Nation out in uh, South, South Dakota and surrounding states and, you know. Lots and lots of uh, indigenous people that would just want the United States government out and away and other countries that want the United States government out of their business. And it just goes to show just how committed governments are in their ruling, too. In that uh, people will set themselves on fire and the governments are just going to continue doing their thing. Whatever. You know, whatever you people are going to do. You're crazy. We're in charge. So just to to finish up Zeus's email, we can talk further about Buddhism if uh, if necessary. But – what he's pointing out is that our perspective, from the Western perspective, for the most part, unless we're talking about Buddhists, uh, but from the, the typical Western perspective or the Christian perspective, we just don't get it, uh, is what he's saying here. So he says, this will strike most of us in the Western world as completely alien or even sheer madness. We freaking love ourselves and our lives and our stuff so, 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 so much that we'd never think of doing something like setting your, ourselves on fire. Clearly, there is something permanent, at least to us, and that's death. While religious Buddhists may think, right, and this was the, this would have been my rebuttal to this as far as uh, Buddhism goes and commitment and all that is, Christians believe that there's heaven after death. I mean, well, but not you if live you commit well. suicide, right? right. What? No, Correct. It's, it's, That's it's, true. It depends on your uh, Catholics might have a prohibition on suicide, but uh, you know, many other uh, Christianity wouldn't say anything about suicide. Really? At all. Nothing that I've heard. I haven't heard Protestants talk about suicide as uh, as a problem. Um, no, I mean not necessarily. That certainly that that's something that one can be forgiven for. That uh, you know mental illness and all these things can drive people to stuff like that. So no, uh, yeah, I mean the, the Catholic Catholics are the biggest form of Christianity, but they're still just a minority in the panoply that is Christianity. Uh, so you know Christians have. Christians have heaven to look forward to. And I don't know, is it suicide if you just don't look both ways before you cross the street? I'm not sure. Um, you know, I mean, does this. Speak- no, that would be reckless. 
Right. I mean, recklessness isn't uh, it, certainly Jesus doesn't seem to, to speak against recklessness very often, uh, certainly with one's own body. And I just don't know. I mean, I, does this mean the Buddhists are more committed to their religion than Christians are? I would say so. I, I don't know. That's just you drawing a conclusion. But I don't know. The ones know. that we're talking about here, the ones that will set themselves on fire, they're probably different levels of Buddhism, sort of like there are different levels of commitment to Christianity. But You'd think you would want to uh, you know, use that. You'd think you'd want to get to that great heaven place. I don't know. While religious Buddhists may think the wheel of life turns and people are reborn, most of the West doesn't. And even most Christians who claim to believe in an everlasting life in paradise beyond death aren't willing to bail out on this life anytime soon. So, amongst death by self-immolation, which is a time-honored tradition dating back for centuries, is perfectly understandable based on their view of unattachment and completely nuts to Westerners who praise and encourage attachment and inevitably suffer for it. People weeping or going into a nutball frenzy at a funeral? Attachment. Celebrity being stalked by a nutball fan? Attachment. Man beating his girlfriend because he loves her? Attachment. <laughs> Perv getting it on with something they shouldn't be? Attachment. He says too much of anything can be too much. Period. Right on, Zeus. Yeah. Well, well I, done. I think, I think Buddhism is, uh, is interesting. In fact, I think uh, I was reading a book called The World's Religions or something like that, and it had a nice rundown of Buddhism and Hinduism, and I think a lot of them have interesting aspects, and, and some of them have aspects I don't much care for, and so I kind of like to select and pick out the, the stuff that I like. The golden rule seems to be somewhat universal. Generally. Yeah. yeah, generally. Yeah. That's uh, that, that's why I particularly like that. And essentially, it's what liber- um, libertarianism is based on. I like the a la carte myself. But the, the picking the things you yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's some really interesting things in different uh, religions around the world. I like the reincarnation thing and the idea that you're, you know, you you are an entity uh, interacting with other entities that uh, you have interacted with all of your life. Like you and I, Nemi, locked in a dance throughout the ages. That kind of thing. I'm speechless, Mark. That's how I leave him. (laughs) So a little bit more about uh, Buddhism here from a PBS piece. Uh, Let's see here. So Siddhartha Gautama. Siddhartha. Siddhartha? Siddhartha. Siddhartha. The son of an Indian warrior king. Kind of run through it quickly and kind of say Siddhartha. Gautama led an extravagant life through early adulthood, reveling in the privileges of his social caste. But when he bored of the indulgences of royal life, he wandered into the world in search of understanding. After encountering an old man, an ill man, a corpse, and an ascetic, Gautama was... Ascetics are people that cut themselves off from things, right? Pleasure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gautama was convinced that suffering lay at the end of all existence. He renounced his princely title and became a monk, depriving himself of worldly possessions in the hope of comprehending the truth of the world around him. The culmination of his search came while meditating beneath a tree, where he finally understood how to be free from suffering and ultimately to achieve salvation. So the idea behind being free from suffering is that you have to completely detach uh, from the world, because anything that you attach to because things are impermanent, is going to go away. So, for instance, you know, in a, in a relationship with another person, one of you is going to die first, uh, usually. I mean, there's the occasion where two people will die on the same night. Uh, so the bed. solution is to just not love them very much. Well, it's not 
Oh, Mark, that's, that's terrible. What, that's, that's what he's saying. That's, no, that's absolutely not <laughs> true. That's, well, no, that's it's, terrible. Is it not true? No, I don't think it's true. I think you you can. <laughs> oh gosh, Mark, you're terrible. The, I, I, absolutely I, I, terrible. I, I'm not suggesting I that. I, I believe that I am being suggested that from from, from the a la carte perspective. I think that <laughs> attachment does lead to suffering. Absolutely, because yes, people people will go. I've lost several people I've loved in my lifetime. And, but it's a choice. I think, I think it can be an informed decision that, you know, okay, so am I going to spend my, my time and energy on this person who is going to be a jerk? Or is, am I going to spend this time and energy with a person that I, whose company I really enjoy and understand that this attachment may end sooner than I like? Under, under either death or, you know, something happens in your, your friendship, your relationship ends or, or someone moves somewhere else. Whatever happens, I think it's kind of like a cost-benefit analysis to me. I think the idea is to always be aware of the attachment and to be cognizant of the level of attachment that you have. Mark, the way you put it is very – it sounds very harsh. I don't think that you know the Buddha didn't uh, love anyone, but then again, I don't know. I wasn't him and I wasn't around to, to be around him. Um, but at the same time, I think you, I think you're both kind of right in that the deeper you fall in love, the more hurt you're going to be when that goes away, right? So you kind of have to temper that with the understanding that this isn't going to last. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't seem I don't have that big of a problem with the human existence. Yeah, you know, my my relationship with the human existence is not one that plunges me into a deep depression. Well, I think part of the suffering thing is also accepting it as well, understanding that it's part of the human experience and that you can't avoid it. Or maybe and... the Buddha had bipolar and, you know, we're once again all running after some crazy guy. Just to, to understand and accept in advance, if you're going to fall in love with someone, that suffering will come to understand that before you do it 855 whether you fall in love with somebody or that's not that's the SACL CAI toll free line that's what they're saying there's always suffering in this life as so long life. as you as you opt I am so excited about Porkfest this year Porkfest what's that it's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? <laughs> what doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Mm, that's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number here, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Once again, you can call in about whatever you want. And we call it Free Talk Live because you can do that. And we're live seven nights per week. So, uh, again, join us. 
here at 855-453. If you're just tuning in, uh, coming up here tonight, Nemi's going to tell us about a naked man in Indianapolis and what it was that... Well, what his reasoning for being naked was. We'll explain that one here in a little bit. Uh, but first, uh, we've been talking about Buddhism. And what started this conversation is an email that came in from Zeus, uh, kind of relating some of the basic concepts behind Buddhism and why it is that someone would set themselves on fire uh, in protest. Why somebody would would go to that extreme and how it may be easier for them to go to that extreme than it might be for somebody of a typical Western mindset. As uh, as Zeus points out in his email, many people in the West are very attached to themselves. They're very attached to their things. To all sorts of stuff. Right, to their life. And, uh, and they... You know, as George they, Carlin says, life's all about you know places to put your stuff. For a lot of people, that's probably a true statement. Uh, I don't like that particular viewpoint, as we were discussing last night. I don't like having a lot of things in my life. I like to try to keep you it like as the things that you do have, though. simple as possible. Oh, certainly. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do what I do without the things that I that I have. Obviously, we need microphones and computers right. and to, to do these. Uh, and you maintain I, a I, building in which to sleep in order to protect those things. Right. I, I have not devoted my life to the concepts of Buddhism. I have not become a monk. You know, if I wanted to do that, that path is available. Uh, that's not that not the path that I've chosen. But it's still interesting to me to learn about these other uh, beliefs sure. and uh, and paths out there. And I find that uh, Buddhism and Hinduism and other uh, kind of Eastern religions are much more interesting to me these uh, these days, at least, than Christianity. Trite and boring. I mean, you've heard all the Christian stuff has to yeah. offer and doesn't really do much for you. Yeah. And I think concepts are, are interesting to consider. I, I don't ascribe to a religion myself, but as an atheist, there are certain things that I envy is is too strong a word, but I do look at people of faith and see that they have things in their life that I don't have. A, a friend of mine puts it well. She goes to church on Sunday because it's canned hope. Really? You know, I find hope in, in other ways in my life, you know, sometimes bleak as the outlook may be, you know, but I, I do sort of I, and envy is really the best word that I can come up with in the moment for, for what I feel. But I, I kind of wish sometimes that I had whatever it is that she gets so like a blue pill moment sort maybe, of like maybe, uh, like you want to be cypher take the blue pill go probably, back in the, the uh, matrix yeah not i don't want to take the blue pill but you know there are sometimes where it's just like gosh you know it seems that to me that maybe they have it easier in a way and, and i don't know if that's true or not it's just kind of a feeling sometimes it's twinge maybe mm. that i get occasionally i wouldn't be able to say you know, I mean, I've, I've been on both sides of those uh, those coins. I was a uh, evangelical Christian for a portion of my life. Now I'm I wouldn't call myself an atheist by any stretch, but you're a Quaker. I'm a Quaker, and but you know that doesn't really describe my belief in God. It just describes a practice of yeah. uh, you know meeting for worship. So you know, I I, I tend I, I certainly reject what the Bible is as a historical or or religious document. I think it's an interesting way that some people have related to God in the past. And I think there's lots of ways that people have related to God in lots of uh, different paths. I wish I could better relate the story of Buddha and uh, and how he became the Buddha. Um, maybe I can pull something up, but I, I did read about it a couple in a couple of instances while I was in jail, and it's it's an absolutely fascinating tale. I mean, how much of it is true? Obviously, we don't know, but uh, it's 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 interesting that he goes out into the into the 
in, into the, the nature, if you will, and, and does a lot of meditation and comes to some interesting conclusions. And, of course, a lot of it's, it's kind of metaphysical. It's similar to the, the Jonah story, too. Jonah what goes up underneath, you know, sits for a long time underneath a, uh, a tree and a worm eats the plant and he curses the, the, the worm and there's suffering and attachment there. So according to uh, this uh, piece over here at Wikipedia about Buddhism, and again, any discussion that we have of Buddhism obviously can't get too deep because none of us are actually Buddhists, and we, whatever cursory understanding we have of it probably is not going to be completely accurate. So as I said, if you are a Buddhist out there and you would like to enlighten us, you're certainly welcome to do so at 855-450-FREE. Uh, but according to the Pali typical Tipitaka and the Agamas of the early, early or the other early Buddhist schools, the Four Noble Truths were the first teaching of the Buddha after attaining Nirvana. And they're sometimes considered to contain the essence of the Buddha's teachings. Number one, life as we know it ultimately is or leads to suffering and uneasiness in one way or another. And it's a true statement. I mean, because at some point you're going to have some pain in your life. I mean, after all, if you didn't, if you have, live. You well, can right. have some pain. And if you didn't have pain, then how would you know what felt good? It's an issue of what one focuses on. Rarely, I mean, you know, rarely does one look at a landscape portrait with a horse running in front and say, this is the picture of a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it is it is a, an issue of what one uh, focuses on in, one, in one's life. So you could have suffering if that's what you choose for yourself in your life. But it isn't necessarily what life's about, unless that's what you choose to make it about. Right. Are you missing something because you're not, you're not enjoying or? Um, experiencing for a, 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 an, an attachment with another person. I think so. And some would make that argument, and that's a good argument against the concepts of Buddhism, uh, as I understand it. I'd agree. So, and that's why, it's a, for me, it's an a la carte thing. I, I understand that with attachment comes pain, but you know, it's a cost-benefit analysis. So for me, the attachment is... Well, and the idea behind... And of course, we're talking about different types of pain. We're talking about mental anguish. We're talking about physical pain as well. Uh, so suffering can come in different forms, right? So you lose a loved one, a loved human or a pet or something like that. You're going to have a different sort of suffering than if you're passing a kidney stone, uh, as, as an example. There was a great Onion video, by the way, that came out today of the Today Now hosts. They have, the Onion has these uh, video series that they do, and one of them is of like the morning show with a cup of, the couple of hosts with a cup of coffee in the morning, and they're just <laughs> smiling at the camera, and they're just always uh, happy about everything. One of their morning hosts uh, went in for a kidney stone operation and was <laughs> not having a good time. It's very, very it's like Katie Couric going in for whatever surgery she yeah. had, the perky person. I hate the perky people. Right. <laughs> they're just so fake. Uh, but anyway, so the, you know, the idea being that eventually there's going to be some suffering, and so... So the Buddha kind of suggests ways to mitigate that, and that part of that is disconnecting from it. So yes, pain is going to happen, but if you uh, you know in, if you internalize the idea that uh, everything's impermanent and that eventually you're not going to be here anymore, you can hopefully disconnect from uh, from that. Pain. Well, I, I I you know I don't know how Buddhists approach that impermanence and entropy thing, and I think it's very interesting. Yes. Time is going to erase all things. But does that mean you shouldn't uh, you know, strive to achieve something real in the world? Well, some would say that what the Buddhists are striving to achieve is that, uh, that state of nirvana of, yep. and to eliminate the suffering from their lives. And ultimately, that's... I think that's as, as worthy of a goal as striving to achieve, you know, building a, the Empire State Building or striving to achieve whatever it is that's important in your life. So I don't think that one is necessarily better than the others. I think that the idea of 
what Buddha ostensibly achieved in reaching nirvana is a very difficult goal to achieve. I mean, have you ever tried meditating? For me, I'm a total noob at it, and uh, it's really difficult. You know, just just to, to achieve getting my brain to shut up for uh, for a minute straight. Yeah, would just be focus. A big deal. It takes it takes a lot of practice. It does. Yeah. So that's what I hear. What? I'm looking at at a two week retreat, silent retreat. Myself. Oh my, two weeks! Yeah, silent that's retreat. yeah. I'm really excited about it. Actually, where are you going? For Down this? to Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts. Is this like a Quaker camp? or Nope, something? it's a Buddhist Buddhist retreat. Oh really? Yeah. And and the thing that fascinates me about it is it's been in existence for many many years. And um, when you go, when you first go. Uh, you don't need to pay anything, mm-hmm. uh, but you're asked to contribute after the fact. So everything, if you go, um, you are paid for by people who have gone before you. Mm. And I, I think that's just awesome. And you'll be there for two weeks. Two weeks. In total silence. And you'll be without me on Free Talk Live. With other people. I won't have a microphone. How many people are going to be there? Um, I believe it's between 15 and 20, but it's a big campus. Do you get to write notes or do you? <laughs> you can make notes, but you're not, you're not supposed to take much with you. Uh-huh. Um, and you're supposed to be at, at one. I've done a lot of research on it. You're not allowed to kill mosquitoes. Mm, so your your timing of the on the year is really up. yeah. Very I would much like so. to know more about this as it approaches. Okay, eight five five four fifty free. You can take control of the airwaves. Tell us your thoughts on Buddhism or whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel. The printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything you want, and you can take control of the airwaves here, 855-453. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there totally free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. News updates are included, so if you would like to be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live, you can do that. Uh, Follow us via news.freetalklive.com. You can sign up for our email updates there, or follow us via Twitter or Facebook. All of it is for free, news.freetalklive.com. If you're thinking of getting some uh, precious metals, whether it's gold or silver, you may have been seeing the ads all over the TV and the radio and those kind of things. And, you know, I'm sure those places will deliver you gold and silver you know, they'll get it right to you. But you got to check the rates. When you're buying, you got to buy at the right price. Check out gold.freetalklive.com before you buy gold and silver from any place. We've teamed up with Midas Resources, one of the premier uh, purveyors of precious metals in the world. And we'll get you that gold and silver so that you can have it in your hands and at rates that will allow you to sell at a profit. It's gold.freetalklive.com. When you buy from gold.freetalklive.com, you help Free Talk Live. All right, so we continue here, kind of in the theological realm of discussing Buddhism uh, oh, this tonight. Might be ontological. Ontological. Oh, plus ten. <laughs> What's the well difference? Well done. They, uh, it's a study of being. 
Huh, okay. So I guess Buddhism isn't really a religion, so maybe theologically is incorrect. There, there are religious versions of Buddhism. It's true. Although the original intention, as I understand it, was not to be a religion. I don't know. Yeah, couldn't say. So, so then, therefore, ontological uh, discussion. Thanks, Mark. You're a smart guy. Yeah, that I am. Uh, Just keep this show afloat. So, so why we keep you around? Mm. The three marks. That, the good looks. Oh, right. Stunning. He good keeps looks. bringing me money, too. So oh, that's helpful. So you have to pay him? I don't have to pay him. <laughs> a talented salesperson. Aha, I see. Somebody has to keep the ads on the air here. <laughs> sharing, that's how it all works. Sharing some details here. That's the true study of being. About Buddhism. And what it's about, a little bit of information, because, you know, information is useful, and us folks over here in the Western world don't tend to encounter this stuff uh, very often. I think it's, it's, you know, it's pretty fascinating. There's always Star, Trek, Star Wars. And I think there's some useful, uh, you know, I think there's some, some useful things to be gleaned from the Buddhist viewpoint. Uh, and there's a th- mar- main article here the, from Wikipedia, The Three Marks of Existence. This is a summary of it. Uh, impermanence. These are the three marks of existence. Impermanence, suffering, and not-self. Impermanence expresses the Buddhist notion that all compounded or conditioned phenomena, that is, all things and experiences, are inconstant, unsteady, and impermanent. Sounds e- accurate. Everything- well, yeah. That's true. Indeed. Everything we can experience through our senses is made up of parts, and its existence is dependent on external conditions. Everything's in constant flux, and so conditions and the thing itself are constantly changing. Uh, indeed, I think they, uh, whoever they are, they say that your body changes out completely every seven years, is it? Yeah, all the cells. Yes. Like every single cell yep. in your body. It's interesting, the idea that you are conscious as a being mm-hmm. steadily through this. I mean, I, I believe that I am a human that has lived on this planet for... 41 years. Now, uh, you know, I mean, I, I could probably produce a certain amount of evidence, but, you know, I believe this to be the case that I'm, I've been here 41 years and my body has changed out completely in that amount of time, but yet I have the same consciousness. Why is that? Well, right. Doesn't that point to the idea that your consciousness is actually separate from your body? It's interesting. I mean, I love the idea that consciousness is separate from I wouldn't, the body. I wouldn't go so far to say that myself. Well, well if it's Okay, so like the the atheistic sciencey only Oh, I'm type not. I'm not representing for any particular community. Just I'm representing Nemi. My, uh, representing Nemi. Just I'm, thinking. I'm just saying, like the the people that are science all the way. Oh well, uh, they believe that you're not anything but just a bunch of electrical right. uh, stimulations in your brain. Right, and that's the soul all you doesn't are. exist. And right, I and don't believe this. I, I believe the soul exists. I see. And the idea behind the, the, belief, the belief in a soul, it's always very interesting when we get this uh, conversation. Well, going. isn't that why I'm here? I don't know. I don't like, know why I'm why here. Why here? am I here? We don't want to answer that on the <laughs> how can atheists answer? <laughs> How can atheists answer that question? Oh, well, I, I personally, if I were to answer for myself and no one else, I would say that even though I, I've read the, the seven-year regeneration thing, I, I would say that that doesn't necessarily point to the fact that consciousness or or the soul per se is is separate from the physical body i i would, I would say that just like my tongue doesn't come apart from my body um there there it it remains attached it, it i could i could see that the consciousness or the soul remains attached but if to, everything in in your body wasn't there seven years ago and your consciousness was 
and presumably it's the same consciousness, whatever it is we're talking about. How do you know your here. consciousness hasn't evolved or generated a, a new over seven years as well? And no one knows anything about consciousness. Right, exactly. Right. And that is, is actually what I'm getting at. I'm not asserting that I know anything more than anybody else or mm-hmm. that I have some mad theory that it, it you know blows everybody else out of the water. All I'm saying is I don't think that just because the body regenerates cells over the course of seven years and you're a brand new person that yeah. that is indicative of of the consciousness or the soul being separate from the cells of your body. I'm not I'm So what so, about soul? Hold on. What about DMT? Are you familiar with DMT? No. All right. Well, I I another one of these drugs of his. I nev- us, Ian. Yeah. I've never God. gone uh this Ian's far sitting on-, on dirty couches surrounded <laughs> by ashtrays. <laughs> <laughs> Getting spiritual experience. Oh DM- boy, DMT's the best outside. Mark. Yeah, you don't that's want to right. Inside, clean the floor, uh, but wash uh, the toilet instead of doing this stuff. DMT is uh, something that your body is actually present in in uh, in humans. It's present in 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 plants. It's very very natural, and it's uh, it's secreted by the I believe it's a pineal gland, and it happens uh, when you have near death experience, for instance. You can also uh, make it happen by taking uh, DMT. And they studied uh, DMT in, uh, let's see, it was the mid-1990s, I believe, in a hospital environment under controlled conditions where they were injecting uh, DMT. DMT can be smoked. It can be ingested via a tea mixture called ayahuasca. It can be, uh, of course, injected, which you know, obviously I don't recommend that. Um, but, and I recommend you <laughs> do any kind of – do a whole lot of research before you do any of this. The, the experiences that these people had – was incredible and there's actually a movie out there about it called dmt the spirit molecule which i highly recommend anyway does in it essence, include dirty couches and uh, no, ashtrays no, all around is, it's about the people who were in the scientific study i'm i was telling you about right. i just wonder how you met ian now mark uh okay i'll tell you <laughs> no 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 let ian finish we're and then we'll get to that radio station which is pretty dirty place <laughs> okay and, and uh it, it involves shirtless deep knee bins in a rock and roll studio and him trying to sell me on a magnet filled no. mattress uh, yeah. i'm sorry it's i true. asked ian. It's true. Continue. <laughs> oh no, I'm yeah. sorry I asked. Continue. Ian, so, because again, I'm oh, not the dear. same person today I was uh, 10 oh. years ago. But uh, so DMT, the idea is that it's a very, very natural thing. And what these people were experiencing when they were, in, were injected with DMT was the essential loss of their individuality, the loss of their who they are, their, their humanity, their projection out of their body into some sort of ethereal uh Existence, you know, whatever it is that's beyond this experience, they got to experience. Uh, I don't know if I'm explaining this uh, very effectively, but the you know the idea being that you are just uh, kind of an, a, an individuation, an individual, a, individuation of all that is here for a temporary period of time, and that you can leave this experience. And this DMT allowed those people to do it for a very short period of time. More coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at WeUseCoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at AU.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want at 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you love the ideas of freedom and you want to actually do something about, I don't know, achieving some of it in your lifetime, well, probably want to get together with other like-minded people so you can be more effective. Because it's really hard to do activism by yourself or with a very, very small group of people. And we found that having people together in the same place makes it a lot easier, makes it uh, so you actually can have hope. Uh, that, that you can actually accomplish things. Hope that, comes uh, from attachments. Uh, here, <laughs> but heretofore have uh, you know not been able to accomplish. So bringing liberty-minded people together is what the Free State Project is all about. And you can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about the project. You can sign up for it there, and you can join up with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people who have made the move or are planning to move to New Hampshire. In fact, uh, we had a guy call the show last night, Daryl from Texas, who was on his way up. He is actually now here. here. And so it's always great to have new folks uh, getting getting here and getting active because new people means new ideas. He was having uh, we were having a brainstorming session tonight at the activity center here in Keene, and Daryl was there. And so you know he's got new ideas that nobody's necessarily heard before and so it's always valuable right, new to perspective have new exactly so freestateproject.org is where you can go to learn more about that we've been talking about buddhism let's go to frank in new york city you're on free talk live hello frank ah uh, good evening hey a very stimulating discussion yes buddhism can be a religion depending on the practice of it or it can be an expanded awareness if we look at uh the japanese zen buddhism tradition uh again all life is suffering and it's interesting when you follow the life of the Buddha metaphorically, how is a wealthy young prince who only knew of luxury and beauty... Well, they protected uh, him. He, they protected he, him from seeing... The, I'm sorry, he left the palace garden and went out into the world and for the first time saw old people right. and saw a life that he was sheltered or protected from. Right, they, they did so that on he, purpose to try to keep correct. him away from that. Right, so what happened, he left his lovely wife and child and family and went out into the world. And he uh, lived with the ascetics who lived a very minimal sort of Spartan life, where they just prayed and fasted and did all sorts of uh, disciplines, physical disciplines to stimulate the mind in a sense, and to open that awareness to a different consciousness. And finally, after uh, a seven-year period or so thereabouts, depending on whom we read, uh, he found enlightenment under the bow tree, and immediately he realized that all life is suffering, and that rather than deprive oneself of experience or bodily needs or different things, the ideal way, or to, or to live in excess, which is equally wrong, uh, the ideal way is sort of the center, being sort of in the center of the wheel. And after that realization, there were women that had some rice milk, rice and milk together, which was sort of a sweet dish. And after not having eaten for many, many days, uh, he had a bowl of the rice and then returned uh, to the world and began to meditate and lecture. And people, you know, looked for him, and, he, you know, he basically answered questions. And it was a very interesting experience. In fact, if we look at the life of Christ, when he began his public life, there was also that following where he really was a teacher, a rabbi, in a sense. And the same way with the Buddha, but a different tradition. Now, what's interesting about expanded consciousness to achieve a spiritual affinity or an understanding of God or creation, when you get into the sort of psychoactive drugs and some of the 
Indian rituals, and I'm talking about maybe native uh, native uh, cultures uh, that have the shamans. It can be American Indian, it can be the South and Central American Indian traditions, uh, whereby the ayahuasca is used as an experience that allows one to interact with the spirit or animal guides that sort of influence one's life. And usually after there's a ritual, uh, one does ayahuasca after achieving a certain age with the community or the tribe, and you go out, you discipline, you fast, then you have the ayahuasca, and you usually throw up, and you have various visions over a two- or three-day period. Now, the spirit guide, (laughs) in a sense, will direct the meaning. So what's great about that is that after the experience, one has an understanding of this world and an understanding or a glimpse into a spiritual reality that's equally strong. The uh, One of the, the people that they had experimented with a DMT on, which is the active ingredient in ayahuasca, but when you're, mm-hmm. taking, it in, uh, when you're taking it intravenously, it's going to be a totally different uh, sort of a journey, shall we say. Uh, he said he had 10,000 years of experience in 10 minutes. <laughs> wow, See, that's boy. Quite, that's quite a remarkable... Uh, understanding, and he had amazing visions regarding that. Uh, usually, from what I've read, the anthropologists in Central and South America that, you know, have uh, studied ayahuasca uh, and have actually participated as sort of an observing participant, actually done the ritual and gone through the uh, living with the tribe in the community. Uh, usually, their experience isn't quite as uh, intense. It, it normally focuses on their life and sort of their culture. And I have an idea that maybe the way one experiences culture from the earliest through schooling, through whatever traditions, are reflected in a sense when one goes into the, uh, uh, has the high ayahuasca. There have been many Americans, uh, primarily anthropologists, that have gone down to Central and South America and have done the ayahuasca. Uh, But what's interesting about it, too, is LSD had many of the same uh, uh, effects in a sense. Uh, LSD was very successful in preventing criminal recidivism. Uh, one of the projects Timothy Leary worked on in the very early 60s was giving LSD to inmates in a prison uh, in Massachusetts, one of the worst prisons that had the highest rate of recidivism, and less. Uh, and they prevented 92% of the sample group uh, didn't go back to the life of crime, which is uh, amazing that and is, outstanding. It kind of surprises and, me because there's no shortage of people in prison who have done LSD. Having been in prison, I've talked to some Well, we're of them. talking about a very refined Sondo's LSD-25 that, that doesn't have any impurities or it's not like homemade that can have all sorts of things that will actually affect uh, its, mm. its reception in the body and things. But what's great about this is I think everyone understands in Buddhism and maybe the more primitive traditions that use ayahuasca to have that spiritual connection with this world and the next, in a sense, understand that all knowledge and everything is interconnected. So in a sense, it should provide a window for tolerance. And I think Mm -hmm. if everyone had the DMT or the LSD experience, I'm not talking about homemade, I'm talking about chemically pure Sondo's kind of quality material, we could maybe... Uh, not only stimulate the notion of the God part of the brain that some uh, uh, scientists have actually come upon over the last 25 years, 
although I don't know if it really exists or not, but there, if you go onto the computer and Google God part of the brain, you'll get all sorts of researchers. Well, the, uh, the, the, the term for uh, these drugs we're talking about here, some would call them uh, hallucinogens or psychedelics, but the, the more correct term is entheogen, and the, yes. the def- definition of that is the God within. Uh, correct. So that's and what that's, these... again, the God consciousness. You yeah. had virtually every religious tradition since the beginning of Mystery Babylon, uh, with the Sumerians long before, you know, uh, uh, Judaism or Christianity or Buddhism or, you know, any of the other traditions, uh, it, they all talk about that, you know, that there is this God consciousness. And many of the Romantic poets, especially the German uh, tradition, uh, uh, including Goethe, I, I tend uh, to agree with, really with what you're saying. This notion. Frank, I tend to agree with what you're saying. In fact, uh, last week we had a discussion about this uh, particular issue, and it's one of the, my beliefs as to why these drugs are illegal is to, you know, to keep people away from discovering that, as you Correct. said, everything is connected. Because if somebody believes that everyone is connected with everyone else, then you must come to the conclusion that if you hurt your brother, you are in fact hurting yourself. Hurting you, yourself, right. absolutely. And also remember this: that there are. Uh, philosophers and there are spiritualists that believe the observer, there are two observers. One is the living observer that experiences life on an experiential or an existential level. And then there's also a belief that there's an unchanging observer that has always existed since the moment of birth until the moment of death, that has all of the knowledge of the life journey, even before we experience it. I love that viewpoint, Frank. Thank you tonight. I appreciate the call, man. no problem. Yep, 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can take control of the airwaves as impermanent as uh, things may be. We can still yep. talk to you about That copper is going to corrode at some point. one 855 That is the number. And so you can join why us. get out of bed and take a bath? You can join us on our website over at Free... Because cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that's I'll not I'll tell Buddhist. you, I, I had a fantastic weekend. I did absolutely nothing. It was the most divine thing I've done. I sat in bed and watched TV all weekend. So you know really? what? I did. I was a lazy <laughs> bum this weekend. I feel awful when I do that stuff. Unless I intend to, in which case I'm all right. I had it coming, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I was definitely overdue. All right, that's good. I'm glad Ian to hear Ian doesn't have it coming. He's my business See, partner. See, right. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about Buddhism, but also we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind. So we'll put that aside for a moment and continue with your phone calls about absolutely anything, 855-450-FREE. And, of course, you can join us over at freetalklive.com. You can get interactive. You can help uh, the show out as well if you'd like. Shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com uh, because, you know, you're not a Buddhist and you need more stuff. Or maybe you want more stuff. Either way, you can get it over at shop.freetalklive.com. And even Buddhists, most of them can't live the life of a monk, so you probably have to have stuff too. Uh, go to shop.freetalklive.com. You can shop through our Amazon links there, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price when you do your shopping through shop.freetalklive.com. Let's talk to Tom, listening in New York City. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, hey guys. There. Hey, Tom. So uh, I have a quick anecdote about uh, Harry Brown's book, How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World. A fine which, book. Um, a fine, fine book. Great book. Actually, I'm, I'm just reading it for the first time. Um, oh, excellent. It's Ian's Bible. It. And, 
<laughs> I wouldn't say that, but it and, was excellent. Uh, I was, uh, I also, I run a blog actually about like a freelance lifestyle because that's what I, I do. I'm a freelancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to write a fun entry. And since I was reading How I Found Freedom on Free World, I thought a lot of this stuff kind of applied. And I wrote a, a little antidotal article about the book. And, uh, I think the word you're looking apply. for is anecdotal, by the way, just to point that an- out. Anec- anecdotal. Anec- anecdotal. <laughs> an antidote is something um, that uh, cures a, a malady or some sort of a, <laughs> like fixation um, words. Words so I, uh, I wrote that article, and not really thinking much of it, a lot of people liked it. And then all of a sudden, I got an email from Harry Brown's wife. Oh, Pamela, um, great. Actually saying that um, because at the end of the article, I linked to where they could buy the book through mm-hmm. his website. And I also linked to I'd found a free copy online. Um, so she sent me an email saying that there was copyright infringement, <gasps> which... Um, I'm, surprised I'm actually not that. too certain that that would be the case if I'm linking to someone else that's hosting. Clearly, that's not. Uh, yeah, I don't think that you're at, in any kind of. Uh, she probably doesn't understand that, and I, that's a shame. I'm sorry to hear that. That's uh, that. That's the case. Right. Um, the other thing is, that I thought it was rather actually. If, yeah, and you've read the book. I think it's kind of uh, ironic for her to send the email because in the book he actually has a whole chapter about property and he does the whole metaphor about leaving the milk bottles on the porch and about how your property is really only things that you're able to protect and that if something is stolen it's you know you should expect that people are going to steal things in the world well right and i don't believe that uh, that it's property in the first place because it's just ideas and ideas should be free yeah i don't uh, remember harry brown ever attacked uh, uh, you know talking about intellectual property and uh, you know here here you're talking about one of the great leaders of the 20th century uh, and the ideas of liberty and on into the 21st and yeah i don't think it it was really approached i don't recall it uh, mark but uh, I, ha- I i don't know knowing um, how principled harry brown is or was i would think that he would support the idea of people sharing his books i mean just looking back uh, just on on my understanding of uh, of his teachings, I can't imagine that he would have been on the side of uh, of copyright. But other people knew him better, and presumably his wife would have known him better than uh, than I would have. But just because she supports copyright doesn't mean that he did. It may have something to do. Actually, while I was waiting online, I read I saw a post actually on his Facebook page or his that they keep for him. Yeah. Um, that they're releasing it for the Kindle and the Nook. Uh, shortly so it may have something to do with that that they're trying to protect but uh anyway i have no idea how i'm going to reply to her it seems to me as though i'm well within my right to link to something that i'm not hosting and i could very well just keep the link there but i think out of respect i will take it down that's well, how i would go I, I think i would be respectful even even if i disagree yeah, I don't know how uh, how you should how you should approach that either. Because on one hand, I support getting his ideas out there. On the other hand, I get not wanting to disrespect her wishes. I, I get it. Anyway, good there's luck, a lot man. of uh, free Harry Brown material on the internet that uh, one can you know watch. He, he and view has written and consume so many great articles, and they're all out there for free. And uh, and his wife is selling uh, ebook versions of his books, and they're not very expensive. So if somebody does want to uh, to purchase them, they you know like ten bucks or something like that. So thanks for the call, Tom. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Eight five five four fifty free. You know, ten bucks for an ebook. I, you know, I, it seems like a lot to me. 
And here's why. You know, the author tends to get, when you're talking about one of these big books that uh, they mm-hmm. put out there that's somewhere, you know, $20 hardback, the author's probably getting $2. The author get, probably gets between $1 and $2 uh, for one of for a book that's that's purchased. And the rest of it goes to publishing companies. There's, of course, paper, uh, you know, shipping and the art, art that goes in the front of these things and all the stuff that goes into the production of a real book that you hold in your hands, you know, a dead tree book. Right. But ebooks don't have those inherent. And what you found on what we found on the Internet is that books between 99 cents and $1.99 seems to be seem to be the big sellers. The, you know, authors have springboarded their careers into writing by selling ebooks. Basically, getting what they would have gotten by selling a hard copy anyway. I tend to agree. Why not lower the price so you can get them out there more often? But whatever. I bought one of his books in ebook form, and I didn't feel like I was getting ripped off because I feel like I'm supporting Gary Brown and and his wife, etc. Anyway, Dorothy's on the line listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Dorothy. Yes, hello. Good evening. Hey, good Um, evening. What's on your mind? Oh, I'm all right. How are you? Um, I have three books to suggest. I read these years ago. Uh, one is Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind? Yes, it's excellent. It explains the, the basics of Zen Buddhism. Another one is, and you've probably read this, I'm sure you've heard of it, Herman Hess, Siddhartha. Yep. Okay, I have not yeah, read that. that's great. And the, the third author of Steppenwolf also. I'm sorry. It's kind of hard for me to hear you. Um, I'm on a cell phone, but... The third one is, and you might have heard this as well, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Yeah, that's a great one. That is a great one. It's, yeah. it's easily consumable, short, uh, it's it's a read. catchy yep. uh, um, title. Cool. Yeah. Well, so, Dorothy, are you a Buddhist? No. Actually, I was raised Catholic. So, um, but Buddhism, Buddhists have rosaries, and I think there's a correlation. The man who called earlier, I believe, from New York, said something about, oh, well, it was one of the callers about the wheel. Um, somebody once said, you know, um, the major religious or philosophies, they're kind of like spokes, but the, the, the wheel or the hub in the center is, is the same thing, and they're all radiating to that point. And this is the wheel yeah. of which you speak is the Noble Eightfold Path, which are uh, yes. Buddhist teach- some of Buddhist teachings? Yes. So yes, and actually Buddhism said we're supposed to get out of the world of desire and, and, and want and all that, and, and I think Siddhartha covers that and uh, pretty well. That's one of the best books I've ever read. So, even though you've done quite a bit of research on Buddhism, you still can you still consider yourself a, a Catholic. Yes. What yeah. do you like about Catholicism? Well, just uh, maybe I, I would call myself more Christian. I agree. Earlier, you commented about uh, going to mass, kind of boring and all that, but but it just doesn't seem to be as much alive or personal or interpersonal, to, to go to Mass and all that, and I, I did that for years, even went to Catholic grade school, but I think what I did was I read the Bible a few times, and I read all these other, I guess you could say I was a comparative religion student on my own. Were you, and I did take some, a few philosophy courses uh, at a university here in town. Was Were you raised in a Catholic family? I know you said you went to Catholic school. Yes, yes. And I have to say I'm glad I was. Um, why, if you don't mind me asking? It's a foundation. I'm sorry? I said, why? Why are you glad, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, no, I don't mind. Um, it was a foundation that, that uh, for me, that kind of got me into the discipline, perhaps. You know, I've never thought about that. Why? 
<laughs> not really. Um, but but no, it's it, it's it's a foundation. It's a discipline. I mean, Catholic grade school. You go to mass every morning before you go to before classes start. I know? went. I, I went at. I went to Catholic school myself, so I, I appreciate the rituals and at the the formality of it. And well, that's there's quite why... a bit of discipline in a lot of uh, religions. I mean, clearly, Absolutely. Buddhism is a very discipline-oriented yeah. uh, religion, and far far more discipline-oriented, in my opinion, than uh, than Catholicism. But interesting. And Dorothy, thanks for the recommendations in the call tonight. Appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty three. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. Uh, hour number three is still to come here. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Whether you want to talk about ontological matters as uh, mark said before or whatever's on your mind goes this is free talk live the successes are piling up and proving the free state project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea when you're planning your move to new hampshire consider keen keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation and there's plenty of political opportunity as well Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the third hour of the program here at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that await you there. Uh, once again, that is freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. And uh, the toll-free number is 855-453. You can take control of the airwaves. Also, we've been talking uh, on and off throughout the show tonight kind of about Buddhism. It kind of stemmed from an email that had come in from Zeus, who was clearing up a discussion we were having about the Tibetan monks who've been setting themselves on fire. Actually, you don't have to be a monk to set yourself on fire. Not all the people, I should I should say, not all the people from Tibet who have immolated themselves were monks. Uh, so many of them were just regular folks from Tibet who wanted to protest various different aspects of Chinese, uh, the Chinese government imposing itself upon uh, the Tibetan people. If we could for a second, I'd just like to talk about this because we, sure. we did have Tom Ball self-immolate here in Cheshire County. And That's this, right. This was Over bef- the court system. Yeah. but And I'll, I'll tell you that it, just in my conversations with other people, I worked in a building that was nearby the, 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 the courthouse and people just were like, oh, this is a crazy guy. So instantly dismissed him. Mm-hmm. Where on the other side, it's a it's a compassion issue. It's like, you know, if this guy had was so passionate about his beliefs, if he felt that strongly about it, he deserves your time. Yeah. Ten minutes of your time. To read what he has to say, and, and that was well. All- his letter was way longer than ten okay. a ten minute read. Okay, well, but I agree with you. If somebody does set themselves on fire, maybe you should find out why. Maybe yeah. you should take or, the time uh, to investigate. At least, I mean, I don't think, I, personally speaking, I would have to be very beset with something, be it anger, rage, grief, whatever, to even consider that as an option. It's much like suicide. It's even worse, uh, a worse prospect than suicide to me. So to to hear that this man was in such a, a space that he considered this his best option and, and then to to talk about it here on the show tonight 
and say, you know, there are people all over the world who are doing this. You know, if you're not if you're not paying attention, you need to pay attention. I think these people deserve Absolutely. time and attention to to what what they're protesting. You know, um, if if you, if one sets oneself on fire, you don't really enter into other people's worlds as thoroughly as say uh, Al Qaeda and the Unabomber. But the Unabomber had a manifesto. Al Qaeda certainly attempted. Uh, you know, Osama bin Laden put out several audio and video tapes. I don't think a lot of Americans have spent a lot of time going through these things, which were even more integral to American society than some guy setting himself on fire. And I just think that people tend to naturally only be interested in what's going on in, in their world. Uh, yeah, I, I totally understand. Or can Mark. easily dismiss the things they don't understand or don't want to understand or can easily be dismissed as yeah. someone who's crazy. They right. want a soundbite. The news says, you know, whatever the soundbite is and that's it. Right, and that's I think what Nemi is is you know complaining about here, and rightfully so. Yeah. that uh, people will just blow something like that off, and this is a huge statement to make. So uh, that was what I wanted to know, and that's why I was the one who went down to the courthouse and did the research necessary and wrote up a piece about what happened, uh, basically scooping the local newspaper yep, on did. the story. And that piece has resulted in a whole lot of traffic coming to freekeen.com. It has been consistently one of the most popular stories on the site, even months and months after yeah. uh, after the fact. I so support, despite all the mainstream media ignoring this story, or wanting thanks to, sweep to the internet, it, under the rug. It, it has gotten some play. And I appreciate, absolutely, wholeheartedly appreciate the effort that you've put into to um, holding people accountable. Because for at least a month, I watched a kid who is in charge of groundskeeping there at the courthouse, scrubbing the char marks off the sidewalk. And it was it was just a month? intense. They had it painted over the next day. No, it wasn't painted over for at least two weeks afterward. Because I watched the kid. And, and it was it that was I went out and I would I would stand and I would watch the kid scrub. And the it was the next just, it day was, yeah. it was painted over. I don't know what you're talking about because I took the photo of the burn marks, and then when I showed up the next day, it had been painted over. Perhaps it had been painted over initially. I know he was out there working on it for at okay. least two weeks afterward. There was It was either the, the, the chemical burns on the side of the building or there was something, but there was Maybe. work being done to paint stripes and and get, you know, erase the, the, any evidence that there was right. that, that he had done this. So let's go back to business as usual. And it was, I I've really felt for the kid because he, he couldn't have been more than 20 mm -hmm. and he's out doing, doing the groundskeeping. And c could you imagine as a 20 year old, you just get a, you get this cushy job with the County that you're just going to be going out and doing some groundskeeping and maybe a little gardening, pull a couple weeds, trim a few bushes. And it's like, Oh, you come into work one day. It's like, Oh, Hey, guy set himself on fire outside. Here's a broom and a bucket. Go scrub. Here's some degreaser. Toll free yeah. number here is 855-450-FREE. Uh, you can uh, bring up whatever's on your mind. Conrad is listening in Fargo, North Dakota. Conrad, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. I uh, just wanted to call give my report a few days late, but uh, I went to the uh, North Dakota GOP state convention this last weekend. Sounds terrible. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Woke myself up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm from Fargo. It's drive down to Bismarck. Spent two grueling days. Got a hotel and everything. How long does it take to get and, from Fargo to Bismarck? Uh, oh, three hours. Three hours. Okay. Three, three four, four hours if you're <laughs> oh half asleep like I was. 
Got it. So, yeah, North Dakota is pretty small, but I just could not. And I came, I used to live in Morehead right across the river. Um, and I was active in the GOP there. I could not believe the level of corruption and just dead-eyed cheapness of the blue hairs in the North Dakota GOP. It was ridiculous. Give me an example. They just, well, so, okay, there's uh, obviously the voting for the national delegates. That's the important part. Um, so there's 25 seats available, and they gave us a ballot with uh, 25 people on it. Mm. And they said, these are the approved people. But that's not true. That's why they were able to take nominations from the floor. And we wanted to get them to print up a new ballot with all the people who are eligible. <laughs> so but let me see if I've got this clear. You were handed a ballot with 25 names on it. They said you can vote for one of these. You can vote for all 25 of these names because 25 These are the 25 people filled. you can vote for for the 25 seats. And, uh, yeah. and basically yep. these are the good old boys? Yes, pretty much. And, I mean, they won with an overwhelming majority. I mean, of course that's going to happen. Who's going to take the time to write in some names that aren't even on there? Up well, wait, there? I thought, well, hold you on. Know? So the the Ron Paul people just weren't weren't there in force? They weren't? They, there was they nothing didn't... we could do. There, I mean, we uh, we made up maybe 30%, but the rest, the, the rest of the, consist- the constituency, they, they just didn't care. They, they thought we were there just making trouble, yep. and they were like, sit down, shut up. <laughs> yep. What are you trying to cause such a ruckus for? Let's we have other things to do. Let's let's hurry up, hurry this up. We've and got the, the platform the to debate. debate. Yeah, right. Well, no, 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 no. And this is the part that it just makes me sick. Most of it was just nominating speeches. Hmm. I'm not kidding. Ninety percent of the time was nominating speeches, talking about how great this or that or the other candidate was. There was no debate, wow. no discourse, nothing at all. Hmm. It was a complete farce. It's one hundred percent corrupt. It is a choke. Wow. Thanks wow. for sharing that. Yeah. And it sounds very, it sounds like nothing has changed since uh, 2008. When uh, Were you involved back then, Conrad? Yeah, but in Minnesota. And Minnesota, I mean, we got uh, what was it, Craig Bishop. We, I mean, we, we, we made some changes in Minnesota. We were able to have some effect. But in North Dakota, <laughs> not so much. I, so no. you said a change was made in Minnesota. Where's all the freedom? I mean, what's, what's going on down there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, did, how did Ron true. Paul do in Minnesota? Well, now I understand that he does have the majority of the delegates there. So really? I, mean, I can see how that happens. Okay. It's an opening, o- open, more open place, right? So, but I, I wasn't at the convention, but they had their state convention at the same time. I'd be interested. Well, this is one of the reasons why I think what JJ is doing, and he can tell us more about it tomorrow night with his after Ron Paul uh, campaign. I think it's going to be really important to reach out to people like you, Conrad, who have been completely disabused of the idea that working within the uh, the Republican political system to change the party from the inside is somehow going to work or change the Democrats from the inside, as the Democratic Liberty Caucus has been trying to do. Uh, you know, these people who've been banging their heads up against the political wall, hoping to have some sort of miracle happen need to realize that if you really want to be successful, you have to concentrate your activism in one place and come to New Hampshire. See ya. Thanks for the call. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. Love you guys. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Thank you. 
This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here for you, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. And those features include the bulletin board system where you can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Talk about all various different things. Uh, and also get our show notes, uh, show notes rather, of the uh, the prep the stuff that we use on the air. We link to it for you over in the show notes section at bbs.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service that you've got to abide by. Anybody can download the free Bitcoin software and be using this new online internet currency in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world without fees, without needing permission from any bank or government. You know, to learn how, get a visit weusecoins.org. Bitcoins are changing the internet and changing the world. You want to have seen this video. Weusecoins.org. So I had a Bitcoin experience uh, today. I'll tell you about it in a moment. Thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. Buy your Bitcoins with cash. Visit BitInstant.com. So I had a Bitcoin experience today. I was uh, informed uh, – mail to jail, by the way, mailtojail.com, great website. Uh, Derek J., I think it's worth mentioning. I didn't mention it last night. Uh, Derek J. is now on Mail to Jail. Hooray! So uh, head over to mailtojail.com, and you can send Derek J. either a postcard or a letter through Mail to Jail. It will cost you nothing, although I would recommend you send a donation to Mail to Jail because uh, it's under new management uh, the original the creator of Mail to Jail has decided that he no longer wishes to uh, to handle that. Stepping down. He is stepping down. And uh, Jay from the chat room, the Free Talk Live uh, chat room, uh, also known as Boner Joe, has uh, stepped up to take over the operation. And so I'm excited. I'm glad it's uh, it's under new management. New management means fresh ideas can be brought to the table. Maybe we'll see some uh, some exciting new changes coming to Mail to Jail. But as of right now, it still looks as, as it used to, and it still operates as uh, as it used to. Um, and our friend Derek Jay's in jail, and our co-host on uh, Tuesday nights is, is sitting in a jail cell right now. Until further notice, there's no immediate time that we know of when he'll be getting out. He's got several trials ahead of him. And so he may be in there for a little while. Uh, and getting mail in jail makes a huge difference. It, it's nice to know that people appreciate you and what you've done and are thinking about you and or you know sending you stuff to read, etc. You can do that through mailtojail.com. And I had suggested to Jay that he set up some contribution options on the site because they used to be there, but – Again, he took them over. He didn't obviously want to have the contributions going to the old guy. So they'd been wiped off for, for several hours. And I said, hey, you should put something up there. So he did. And he put up something called Dwala, D-W-O-L-L-A, yep. and also a Bitcoin link. So two different ways to contribute. And I was looking at this Dwala. I'm like, well, what is this thing? I've heard of it before. Maybe I should look into this. And I started trying to sign up for the account. I was like, ah, screw this. And I'd gone through like half the account set up. And then it was like, we need a bank account information. And at the point where the bank account was asked for, I was just like, bah, I don't really want to learn this about this Dwala stuff. And I just went over to my Bitcoin client. I hit send, put in the uh, the address, and then boom, the 20 Bitcoins was sent over Gone. to uh, to mail to jail. Just that fast. Just like it's that. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. So it's that easy. I'd like to say about mail to jail, I think it's a great service, and I am much obliged to Mike Barsky for starting it and he running it. He did a great it, job and, uh, For a it. long time. Several I, years. Yeah. And I, I think it's um, I think it's great, and I, I'm, I'm immensely grateful to him for starting it and running it and sticking with it. 
and props to him for for putting passing the torch really this is one of the most important forms of activism i think that's going on right now people uh some will critique and say you guys are always all about civil disobedience and if you don't want to do civil disobedience and you're not welcome up there and that's nonsense i don't know where that concept comes from because most people i know up here are very welcoming towards anyone who's doing any kind of most people aren't doing civil disobedience (laughs) right but uh, the people that are doing civil disobedience don't dislike people that don't uh in fact there are some really critical roles out there that absolutely don't involve being civilly disobedient because if the guy who's running mail to jail gets put in jail that's a real problem uh you gotta have that person on the outside to handle situations and and to help uh, you know print out the letters fold the letters yep. stuff the envelopes this is a very important task because mail jail.com allows anybody to send a letter to a liberty-minded person who is is in jail and without having to do all the the grunt work of uh, of sending a letter it, it really takes all the effort out of uh, of sending a letter which makes it more likely for people to do it and it's mail dash to dash it's actually jail. mail to jail.com you can put dashes in if you'd like okay the, the original url was with the hyphens now it uh, there is also mail to jail.com fantastic and that's thanks to will uh will anderson who managed to purchase mailtojail.com from whoever used to own it and then donated it to Mike Barsky. That's fantastic. I was not aware of that. So that's great news. It is. And it's a great service. So I just wanted to point out that Mail to Jail is uh, is under new ownership, number one. Uh, Number two, Derek J. is on the site, so you can mail him through Mail to Jail now at MailToJail.com. And And the Bitcoins are easy to use. And at Bitcoin, they are accepting Bitcoins now and Dwala. And so you can send contributions in because stamps aren't cheap. And if a bunch of people send mail to jail, then it costs money. So that's why I send them 20 bitcoins, which is about 100 bucks. So send, send whatever you can because it all makes a difference. Uh, and, and actually, uh, Jay is implementing a, a new system that kind of shows costs that he's incurring. This is something that hadn't really been shown it's before at Mail to Jail. So he's kind of given folks a rundown of, well, here's what it costs for me to send a letter. It's X amount for the stamp. It's this amount for ink. It's this amount for paper, envelope, etc. And so hopefully we'll start to see more uh, more developments and we'll certainly let you know as that happens. I'm glad to see that it's still uh, that it's still in existence. Uh, it was a huge uh, boon to me while I was uh, while I was in jail. Every single, almost almost every single day, I had something come to me from mailtojail.com. So, do they put all the letters in uh, separate envelopes, or do they put um, you know a bunch of them in the same one? You know, that would be a good idea, right? To put it in uh, the same envelope, but no, that never happened. Yeah, it's interesting. And I, th- yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that never happened. That's an, I wonder if they're going to implement that one, Mark. Maybe save a little bit of postage that way. Seems like a good idea. I mean, you know, get, well, get it up to an ounce. As you say, he's in chat this evening, so maybe he'll take your suggestion to heart. So there you go. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Oh, by the way, I did get to see Derek J. today. I uh, went to the jail with some of their activists this afternoon. This uh, is our Tuesday night host, Derek J. That's correct. And uh, and he's, you know, he's doing as well as can be. Uh, the Cheshire County Jail is the club med of jails. It is certainly not the worst experience uh, in the world as I far as jails I should certainly hope so for what they're charging the taxpayers for it. It's a $40 million jail, and actually two of the uh, the visitation rooms were broken down, so it's already starting to uh, deteriorate. To deteriorate. Uh, it's, it had problems right out of the gate, as yeah, I recall. it did. That's government for you. But it's not Tent City, so it's a much more uh, – it's, it's a better jail than some jails uh, out there. So he looked like he was doing well. He was definitely glad to see us. 
and you know we talked to him about some important matters regarding his case and what to expect and you know what's uh, what's what's happening and he's got the phone number here for the studio there's a landline number here at the studio and so hopefully we'll hear from him at some point on the air uh i gave him the number today and he said he was going to call in the afternoon to talk to us about further because we only had a limited amount of time for the visitation uh and he didn't call so i don't know what I don't know if that means that there was a lockdown or something like that. Rumor has it there was. And, of course, if you're locked down, you can't get to the phones. So at some point, we will hear from Derek J. And he will update us on uh, how he's doing and how things are on the inside. But as of now, he's in population. So he's in with other prisoners. He's no longer being uh, segregated. So that's good. You know, it's nice to be able to interact with uh, with people. 855-450-FREE. And he can receive visits and those can go all day long here. So if you're in the New Hampshire area and you want to go and see Derek J., you can do that as well at the Cheshire County Jail. Uh, more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number is 855-453, the Sankle CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. Lots of stuff, all for free. freetalklive.com. And it's all thanks to great sponsors like Sankle CAI. Sankle CAI is a company. Uh, that handles accounts receivable. They can handle accounts receivable for your business. Whatever business line of work you got into, you probably didn't get into it in order to, you know, do billing and all that paperwork and stuff like that. Sickle CAI can handle it for you. Their banner is at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. The principal over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live, and you can support Free Talk Live by supporting businesses that do business with Free Talk Live. All right, so uh, we mentioned earlier in the show tonight a story, Nemi, that you wanted to share about uh, Indianapolis, actually. We're on the air in Indy uh, tonight on WXNT in Indianapolis, where a man was found naked in the streets of Indy, and he had an interesting explanation. He sure did. This is uh, today, as a matter of fact. A naked man in a public area told police he was nude for opposite day, according to an Indianapolis Metro Police Department report. Several people reported seeing the man wandering around Broad Ripple without clothing. Broad Ripple? I think it's the name of a street. Must be. I hope it's the name of a street. It's strange. Um, someone it called- sounds like it could be related to being naked, but uh, yeah. <laughs> someone called police to report they saw a 19-year-old, Le- Leonard Federa, walking down the street around 6.15 p.m. Officers found him in the 800 block of East Lava Rock Road after he was reportedly seen naked several blocks away near 65th Street and Westfield Boulevard, the report said. When police asked Fedora why he took a walk while naked, he offered a few responses. He said he wanted to be free, do what he wanted, and he also <laughs> said that it was opposite I love this day. Guy. Yeah, yeah. He also said it's opposite day. So. <laughs> In that so case, take off your clothes. <laughs> in that case, the officer told Fedora, "You are not going to jail for public indecency," according to the report. But then they arrested him on a preliminary charge of public indecency. 
Oh, I guess because it's opposite day. That's yeah, cute. yeah, it's very cute. Ha ha ha! Yeah, they're having themselves a little fun there. Now, is that a misdemeanor, public indecency? I I you don't think? know. Now here in New Hampshire, um, it's it's not in public indecency or indecent exposure if women walk around naked because genitalia under um, New Hampshire state law. Um, women uh, breasts are not considered genitalia under the law mm-hmm. and everything else is not visible to the eye everything is internal however if you are a guy you can't just drop your pants and walk around because your stuff is really? on the outside that's true now <laughs> maybe like a couple other interesting what? bits of nudity information over in brattleboro vermont hold on you- a second oh we're so, backing up the truck here. wait a minute you're saying that this is interesting because I've never heard this before. Now, we had this issue uh, come up to some extent when a young lady a few years ago in Keene walked down yeah. the street without her top on. She also was open carrying, so she was Got uh, lots strapped of attention. and strapless. Topless yeah. mama. Uh, yeah. And so she was arrested for that. The police actually turned her loose after the arrest with an apology. Yeah, that's right. Which is rare. You hardly ever get apologies from the police. But this is some, sometimes... Uh, they actually admitted they were wrong, which is very unusual. But, uh, you know, obviously the issue of full nude never came up in that particular discussion. Yep. And it made sense, like, well, if men are allowed to be topless, then women should be allowed to be topless. It seems like a real equality right. issue. Breasts are not genitalia under New Hampshire state law. And you're saying that because uh, women's reproductive parts are internal, mm-hmm. therefore... They're genitalia showing... as defined by state law. So the clitoris, the hood, and yep. all that stuff, that's mm-hmm. not genitalia. That is. It's just in... It's not in... Full view. So if someone's just walking down the street, buck naked, and isn't like hanging it out to kids down at the at the corner school, then it's not public indecency. But because uh, the, the you know the lips are not genitalia is the idea. I mean, those are there's something's going to be in view if you're walking uh, naked as a woman down the street. Okay, some something that many not if people you're sporting would... a full bush. I see what you're saying. Are we really going to get into technicalities here? I suppose we should. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm I'm afraid, not going out to... I'm afraid you brought up to, technicalities. Oh, well, sure. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to go out and do it myself. It's just a matter of public service. So wait, but, are we... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but, I, I, you know, uh, but that, is, that is the truth because, it, you know, your genitalia as men are technically outside and visible. Mm-hmm. You can't walk around naked, but a woman can because hers, as Mark so succinctly pointed out... Isn't necessarily visible if she has pubic hair. Okay, it can't so be. She it doesn't... can't be visible. How's that, buddy? It can't right. be visible. Okay, got it. Got it. Now I have a couple other interesting nudity tidbits for you from from our neighboring state of Vermont, where it's completely legal to be naked. No, it's certainly not. No? In fact, a few years ago, Brattleboro, which is our our sister city on the other side of the Connecticut River, it's mm-hmm. about half an hour from here. Uh, they passed a city ordinance where you could not be naked on Main Street uh, between the mar- months of, I believe it was March and November. So they had um, folks who were walking around downtown naked. Right. So creatively, they passed an ordinance that said you can't be naked on in the business district between March and November. So if you wanted to strip down buck naked in December, that's totally up to you. Mm-hmm. And you are welcome to do it. I would but like to point expire? out. I believe it did. I thought it had an expiration on it, too. But I'd like to point out that they didn't pass the law until somebody took it too far. Like, there were people hanging out 
mostly young males because it's difficult to get young females to to hang, hang out, out naked. Right. Um, but mostly young males, a couple of young females hanging out naked on Main Street in Brattleboro, Vermont. What's wrong with until, that? Wait a second. Until somebody took it too far. Somebody brings out like a big beatbox, a big uh, boombox, sets it down, and then begins to gyrate and move about completely naked. Really? Is that naked really what happened? In what, yes, I'm telling you what happened. In one of the, the, the park right there on Main Street, oh, for everybody to see walking down the street. I mean, this is What's in no wrong way... What's with that? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> wait, now, wait a minute. How can... They, okay, so they passed this ordinance. It's scandalous. That's it what's wrong away. with away. The ordinance expired, as I understand it. So how is it that you're saying it's illegal in Vermont? Did they pass a it state was, law? It was. No. No, this is a Brattleboro City ordinance, and I'm not so sure it whether it's in Vermont, is, yeah. is still in effect or not. You shouldn't take any of your, your naked law advice from no. Free Talk Live. Uh, <laughs> This is not a legal show. This We're not, not lawyers. No, this it's is not, not a legal, legal show. Now, in Burlington, my understanding is it is legal to be outside naked. However, it is not legal to go outside and take your clothes off. <laughs> so you can that could be considered tantalizing. So you, can, or something? you can go outside while naked, I see. but you can't go outside while clothed and take your clothes off. In Burlington, could I go in a phone booth and take my clothes off and then? Uh... Because that right. happens. Because there's phone booths. All the time. Right. Yeah, still. <laughs> it's the Clark Kent of Burlington. God. The opposite day, Clark Kent. Toll-free number here, 855-453. So uh, let's go to uh, Kevin, who's in Indianapolis. Uh, again, that's where the story uh, originated here. This naked guy who said that he, it was opposite day, so he was going to be naked. Uh, go ahead, Kevin. You're on Free Talk Live. I actually work in the Broderpool area. It's a little hamlet that's turned into now pretty much there's, there's a high school there called Broderpool, and it's Broderpool Avenue. But there's like 85 bars. It's like Bourbon Street is to Nolens. So, mm. uh, and then, of course, we have our downtown, which is huge. But this is about six to eight miles outside of Indianapolis on the north, north slightly northeast. And it was also the place where last year our, our punter for the Colts, his name was Pat McAfee, he had a little bit too much to drink, and he ended up in the canal. Oh, my. The police arrested him. But, see, there's so much drinking and alcohol, and there's also – Unfortunately, a lot of drugs uh, in in the area, and there are there are some homeless people. There's a couple of rehab places, and uh, I believe the gentleman that you're talking about was mentally ill. What were the first and, two reasons, Nemi, that he was naked? There were three reasons. He right? said, "Let's see, he wanted to be free." That doesn't sound mentally ill. To yeah, this, wanted, none of this sounds mentally ill to Ian. I'd he, like to point that out. Well, it doesn't sound mentally ill to me necessarily either. <laughs> but I, the caller brings up an interesting point with the bars. I did wonder if the guy what was time drunk. Of day was this? Uh, 6.15 p.m. He's one of the the homeless guys that runs around there all the time and goes up and bums money. And he just had a little bit too much, didn't take his meds. Are you speculating or do you know for a fact? No, no, I know who the guy is. Okay, I got you. I'm trying to tell you. I know who the guy is. So the second reason is to do what he wanted. And then the third was that it was opposite day. (laughs) Now, I'd also like to speak to the the local crazies. We have a, a gentleman here in town who, when he's unmedicated, will go out on Main Street and swear at traffic. So... It's quite possible. Is that the he's... King of Keen? No. Oh, okay. No, that's a wall of smell right there. <laughs> hey, uh, Kevin, if you've got more, you can stick with us and bring it back. 855-450. Free. More about uh, the naked guy and being naked in public. I say, leave the dude alone. Who's he harming? 1-855-450. Free. Who's a victim? It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. 
Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. It's toll-free number 855-453. Moments remain, but still enough time for you and your thoughts if you make the call now. 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. And we invite you over to our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there. You can enjoy them. And if you enjoy this program, you can help support Free Talk Live by becoming an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's 3 bucks a month. It's all we're asking for. You send that money in with uh, any major pay, uh, credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website over at amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks, too, uh, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only podcast, forum. Get all the details. Get signed up. And it makes a big difference for us. That's amp.freetalklive.com. I really can't uh, express how important the AMP program is. I mean, we talk about it so regularly that maybe people are used to hearing about it, and so it doesn't really make an impact anymore. In fact, if you look at the statistics of the AMP program, it's slowly sliding down over, over time. It has been a tough economy, but things are picking up, too. It has been tough, but it hasn't picked up for AMP, I can tell you that, because uh, things have kind of been slowly uh, going down, very slowly, um, and... It was interesting. I actually looked back at all of – because I have a list of everybody who's been on AMP in the past. We've had the AMP program for something like six years uh, on this program now. And if everyone who had AMPed at one time were still AMPing today, we would have met our $10,000 a month goal. But uh, yeah, it's not that way. People come, they go, and that's fine. Everybody's got their uh, their right time when it's right for them to to support this program. Sure. Some people move on, or some people have to cut back their budgets. And I, you know, I totally understand. Which is one of the reasons why we try to keep it as low as possible, as far as three bucks a month. Um, but yeah, if you've never amped the the show before, then do consider sending uh, sending us the three bucks a month and who, getting the perks over at amp.freetalklive.com. Makes who, a big difference. Who do you think the amp program is really for? Are you asking me that yeah. question? The who is it really for? Who's it for? Who who are the people that uh, you know? Who are the right people for the AMP program? Uh, people that uh, that really enjoy this program and, and like the fact that we give away all the features on the website, for instance. Like a lot of talk shows charge for their websites, where you want to go and download years worth of the archives, they're all there for you. People who feel gratitude for Free Talk Live having a different model than most uh, most talk shows. The freemium model, as it's called. The freemium model. Putting it out there, putting it all out there out front, and then asking on the back end, hey, if you like us, you know, send in that three bucks a month. See the effort and, continue. And I'll give you a, a tangible example of how this stuff makes a difference. Uh, the money from the AMP program goes to various different areas. And in fact, if you go to amp.freetalklive.com, it outlines some of the ways that the, the money is spent, like doing internet advertising, advertising the show to the industry uh, via like Talkers Magazine, etc. Uh, so lot, there's a lot of promotional uh, dollars involved. But there's also uh, money that helps us get stations on board. So like if we have to get a satellite receiver for a station, there's a new station that may be coming on in uh, South Florida uh, that may need a receiver in order to come on board with us. And so that money's got to come from somewhere. The AMP program can help make that happen. Because again, the idea is to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live, getting us on more stations and bringing more listeners to the program. And so buying a receiver for a station is one thing. But a recent real big success story that we had and it's harder to get bigger success stories than this, is that we added New York City. That's the number one market. Yeah, that's a big deal. And that's a huge deal. Even though it's 
Sunday morning at 5 a.m., and only an hour, it's still a foot in the door. It's a chance to have more down the line. And it's it still lets us claim that we're on in New York City. And it's not like some a rim shot station, as they're called, like a station that's kind of out of New York, but their, their signal cuts into New York. No, yeah. no. It's a proper transmitter in New York City. Uh, it's WWRL, New York's progressive talk. That was the one that uh, used to be Air America. Correct. And so it's, you know, it's a big station. Call letters within the industry are well-known, etc., so this is a big deal for us. Well, how did that happen? It wasn't just because I randomly called up WWRL and got the program director to take my call. It happened to be that we've been going to these Talkers magazine conventions for the last several years. And it's a, it's a once-a-year convention, although now they're doing two per year as of this year. But pre- previously to this year, it was once a year in New York City uh, during the summertime. Mark, you and I would go down there, and we you know, schmooze it up with the big wigs of the business. And That's right. After a couple of years, two or, I don't know, two, three years of doing these conventions, I was finally invited to be on a panel at Talkers or give a speech. I don't remember if it was a panel first and speech the second year. But basically every year for the last few years at Talkers, you or I, Mark, have been on either a panel or given a speech. That's correct. Uh, and one of the years uh, doing the panel, I was on a programming panel, and I was sitting next to the program director from WWRL. That can't hurt, City. right? It can't hurt. Exactly. So, uh, so you know, I had the chance to, to meet him in person. And so, therefore, when I followed up with a phone call after the convention, he was more likely to remember who I was. Absolutely. You sat with the guy. You talked to the guy. Yeah. And so... The those AMP tickets program, are paid for by AMP. Right. The AMP program pays for us to go to those conventions. I'd also like to say that the AMP programs for people who really support the ideas of liberty, want to see the ideas of liberty propagated uh, you know, around uh, in New Hampshire, around the country, and around the world. Because the, one of the, the ways to do that is no matter what your ideas is, is education. And Free Talk Live brings that first bit of liberty-oriented education to many, many people. It introduces the ideas of liberty to those people. So if you believe in the ideas of liberty, I think that your, let's see, $3 a month, your 36 annual dollars of donations mm-hmm. are probably best spent with Free Talk Live, which is on more than 100 radio stations and growing um, in the United States than, say, any other thing you can do with right. it. I mean, the Ron Paul campaign, what can they do with $36? I'm not saying not I haven't... I haven't. I'm not saying I haven't... Done donated the Ron Paul campaign. I have. I have. I've, I've donated, donated the Gary hundreds. Johnson campaign. But I'm just saying, where can your Liberty Dollars start to do the most? And I'd say that that's Free Talk Live in the first place. Secondly, people who listen to the podcast and don't like recorded ads. You know, there's a lot of people that have said that that's one of the reasons that they started amping. And so I've, you've got three different reasons Because the why. AMP podcast doesn't have recorded ads. Is what you're saying. Right. The AMP podcast does not have recorded ads, whereas the regular podcast does. And so, you know, people that appreciate the Free Talk Live is uh, offering a different model, a a whole new paradigm in talk radio as far as the way we provide the service to the listener. Uh, People that uh, believe in the ideas of liberty strongly enough to uh, donate money anywhere in the liberty movement probably should consider Free Talk Live and people who don't like uh, commercials on the AMP podcast. Good. Good one, Mark. Good pitch. Also, uh, people who listen on the radio, we have uh, – it, it is a deal once we make our certain point that we're going to take another minute per hour off of the uh, the show. Is that – Is that still part of the deal? I'd, I'd have to look through that, it, but I remember Mark. we were going to do it at one right. point. Maybe we've gotten to the point that we did it. I don't remember. Maybe we, we did take early. a minute of uh, commercials out of the, the show a yeah. while back. I don't think that's on the pitch page right now. The, the, the plan has sort of changed over the years. Okay. 
Um, right now, we're very competitive with the rest of the industry. Yeah. We've reduced our, our network uh, commercials, and and it's because of the Free Talk Live AMP program. So I think that it's important to point out the AMP program dollars sent us to those radio conventions that help us make connections with people in the business that help get Free Talk Live on in New York City. Yay! And when Free Talk Live is on in New York City, there are other stations that look at that and say, oh, well, they're on in New York City. I should add them to my station. It's just the way this business is. The monkey, Absolutely, monkey they do see, that. monkey do business. Uh, you know, the big stations make a decision. The uh, little stations are more likely to follow along. Now, that's not to say it's always like that. Obviously, New York never would have taken us had it not been for a bunch of uh, smaller market stations having the uh, you know the courage to add an unproven show. So, I certainly appreciate every station, no matter how small the marketplace and how small the station. That's why I I make the phone calls to everybody. I'll, I'll call you know Tioga, North Dakota, and I'll call New York City. And we'll make it happen. And the AMP program helps us do that. It's so important. AMP.freetalklive.com. So I hope that uh, I hope that clears it up. And by the way, there's one other important point, and that is that three bucks a, a month today goes further than three bucks a month did five years ago. And what I mean when I say that is, for the money that we are spending on AMP five years ago, we're getting more. We're spending, you know. Actually, we probably – we don't have – this is not our peak, right? I said the, the AMP dollars have been going down over time. Yeah. So it doesn't make us that much less competitive because, well, we can do better. We're more renowned in the industry. More people have heard of Free Talk Live. I'm not starting from zero uh, when I'm calling some program directors, although that said, I still call a lot of stations and they've never, never heard, heard of us before heard their heard lives. Of Free Talk Live. And that's because we don't have a you know, multi-million dollar uh, ad budget. We don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend on this stuff like It's amazing that do. you can advertise in the, the, you know, the main magazine of the talk radio industry for five years, more than that, um, you know, every, consistently every other month, and somebody who runs a talk station hasn't heard of you. It's true. In fact, probably most stations I call still haven't heard of Free Talk Live, but every now and then there are people that have. But either way, um, putting us out there with these uh, with, with these AMP dollars helps us. And so thanks in advance. If you are going to AMP us over at amp.freetalklive.com, it makes a huge difference. And obviously we don't stop down to really pimp AMP too hard very often these days. So appreciate you listening. Um, thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, you too. All right. Back Good tomorrow show. night. You can join us online in the meantime because we're always there over at freetalklive.com. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. Today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at cdbaby.com.